It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On this 4th of July week, Big Drive Energy episode, we're going to discuss the best fireworks in golf this year. There sure has been a lot of them, just like I'm sure there were this past weekend around uh, your house, wherever you're living, if you're in America and celebrating Independence Day. We're also going to talk about where four, also relating to 4th of July and Independence Day in America. And we're going to talk a little bit about the John Deere Classic and the upcoming tournaments across the pond. So they're not celebrating Independence Day. Let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any. Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> Fireworks. What a tradition. What a tradition in the United States of America. July 4th, 1776. Uh, that's about the extent of my knowledge on the topic. <laughs> yeah, um, I know Jason Pierre Paul wishes he never met a firework. Uh, but other than that, what? Or handicap Terry. Bag up Terry. Bag up Terry. Yeah, I know you did uh, tweet about that. That's still one of the best videos in the history of the internet, in my opinion. I think Dude, no every doubt, time top five, top every five time, video of all time. Oh, absolutely! Like every time you and I meet somebody named Terry, we always look at each other and go, "Bag up Terry." <laughs> it's just an immediate uh, Terry for life type of scenario. Oh yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, this is oh, real quick. Energy. Yeah. We already, we introduced it. We people, the people know that we're shitty podcasters sitting here on our couch talking about golf and mostly other sports real quick, Terry story. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Kylie and I went and played a little golf the other day at uh Welshire. Fuck that course, by the way. Holy Christ. Didn't I you, hit you, you. You already talked about this about Terry. Yeah. You already told us about Welshire. And given unsolicited lessons? Yeah, we talked about this last week. No, no, that's Scott, dude. Di- oh, I'm talking about guy. Terry. I'm talking about Terry. Oh, well, uh, yeah. It, go ahead. 
Yeah, no. So this is different. Different story. Terry over at Welshire. That was Willis Case. Dude, let me tell my fucking story. Go ahead. I've, I have not told this on the pod yet. Are you positive? So, I'm positive. So we get to Welshire. Fuck that course. Um, I actually hit a shank on that course. Uh, I hit multiple trees. I had to punch out. Um, but this guy, Terry, he, uh, he shows up to the first tee with us and, uh, you know, Kylie's a little nervous. She doesn't play around a lot of, a lot of other people, a lot of the times. And she proceeded to whiff like five times ish on the first hole. And I was like, Oh fuck. I was like, maybe we should just pack her in and go home. Uh, anyways. So Terry, our friend here, speaking of, uh, Terry's and, and all time Terry's, uh, I never told him what I did for a living because I generally don't do that. Uh, when I'm playing golf with strangers, I, I like to keep it. I like to keep it discreet that way when I don't play very well, nobody's like, Oh yeah, you're a professional golfer, which they continuously botch the definition of that. But our friend Terry here, uh, decided to take it upon himself to start giving Kylie lessons on the course. So that was awesome. Um, he basically was like telling her to bend her knees and shit. And I was just like, keep your um, head down. Yeah. I was just like, Oh my God, Terry, that's, that's not it. And he kept flirting with her and telling us a story about how he's on the fucking news for chasing a dog around this hole at, at Welshire. So lunatic, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, don't give unsolicited golf lessons, especially when you're a fucking 20 handicap ripping SIGs shooting 52 at a Denver city course. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, we've talked about this multiple times on the pod, but golf, I think is one of the only sports where somebody can have no fucking idea what they're doing and still think they are somehow good enough to tell somebody else what they're doing. Like, and I actually gave a, a lesson uh, to a couple of ladies today, a little group lesson and they're sweet. And uh, Carol mentioned something about her husband, like giving it, giving her lessons and um, not needing his help anymore and this and that. And I was like, well, the difference is when you come to me for a lesson, you are willingly asking for help when a spouse or a friend or somebody uh, gives you advice, it's usually unsolicited. So that's kind of the huge difference. And it's a mindset thing too. Like, if you're not ready to learn and I'm not going to get into this whole thing, but yeah, it's a fucking joke when you see a, a 20 handicap um, giving another 20 handicap swing advice. And it's like the blind leading the blind. It just doesn't, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, speaking of lessons, I saw Spencer out on the lesson tee today for the first time all year. Uh, I think he gave a lesson to one of our old high school buddies and I was I was taken aback. I didn't know Spencer knew where the driving range was at our golf course. Buddy, I was sweating out there. I was like, oh, God. I Luckily, Spencer um, the- doesn't leave the building so often that he wears a jacket every day to work and hardly knows what the weather's like outside. Like, if it's cold in his office or in the pro shop, he has a jacket on, never takes it off. Fucking psychopath move. That's what happens when you become a dog, homie. You know, director of golf, big big scary fucking dog i got that dog in me did you just bark yeah oh my god i thought the audio fucking glitch what the oh my god oh man that's that's good that's what you are no Uh, i got that fucking dog in me but anyways (laughs) 
So yeah, I did teach a lesson today. Um, and I reminded myself why I don't teach lessons, uh, really quick, but no, it kind of was like a full circle moment because, um, this guy that I taught today, he, he, uh, so his name's Cody, awesome kid. Um, and he full circle moment because he actually trained Mitchell and I, and was like one of the first, like lead outside services staff members at spring Valley. And, uh, he trained us back in probably 2000 and Oh God, seven. Yeah. 2000. I graduated high school. Yeah. So 2009, somewhere in there. And he trained us on how to pick balls and clean the range and wash carts. And now I'm giving him golf lessons. So, um, pretty good player. He played on the high school team with us. Him and his brother are both pretty good players. And, uh, he has a, has a solid swing, but I, I went straight to full panic mode like I always do and watched him hit a few bad shots, a few good shots, told him about 50 things that I thought he was doing, talked for 20 minutes about alignment, and then kept looking at my watch. and was like, fuck, time to go back in. It's, oh, it's yeah. time. The more you look at your watch, the worse it gets. You, like fucking 20 minutes later, you look down, and it's been two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily my watch was dead and – so I had to like pull my phone out of my pocket, but I'm pretty sure he was in the clouds um, just mentally. Uh, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, we live in Colorado. I should, that should do it for yeah, you. He's, That's just, he's very 420 friendly, light shade dispensary. Um, get yourself some of that. We don't have that read yet, but uh, he's probably had plenty of that. He lost his, he played golf before his lesson, lost his phone, came back, found his phone. Then we did the lesson. So um, super cool dude. But yeah, reminded me real quick. Uh, why every time somebody asks me if I teach, I just give them a quick, nope, eh, I do not. Sorry, not anymore. Yeah, that's pretty standard out of you. Um, let's get into talking a little golf that people actually give a fuck about and that they've kind of watched on TV the last week or so. Um, so we had the John Deere Classic this last week. JT Poston um, played his ass off. Dude was uh, just striping it. Like he really doesn't have any holes in his game. And do you know what? I, I kind of had like a funny thought and, um, cause he went to like some small East, like Western Carolina or some very small college and just not, not a predominant golf school. And it got me thinking about like how many guys that are out on the PGA tour now, like went to division two schools or, you know, didn't, and there's not very many of them. But it's just got to be crazy when you see a dude that goes from uh, like not being highly recruited out of high school and then making a huge jump in college because I guess he won his conference like his junior and senior year. So good stick in college. Spence, will you see where he went to college? Yeah, you're right. Uh, Western Carolina. Oh, my God. I didn't even look that up. That was from the clouds. Uh, so That's probably an intrusive thought that you heard during the tournament and then he just recited it. Dude, without intrusive, really knowing intrusive thoughts are wild. Like I have way too many of those. It's almost gotten me in trouble a few times, but yeah, he, he became really good, like in college and then he made it out on tour pretty darn quick. And now this is his second win out on tour. So he's, he's a little bit of a vanilla kind of dude. He's that very like titleist foot joy, you know, uh, foot joy icons, pretty vanilla. Like you, you roll up like when he was in high school, you roll up to the T, you see him, you're like, yeah, this guy's probably close to scratch and um, maybe not the most fun dude in the world to play with. But he grinded his ass off and 
it wasn't the scores weren't super low. It got a lot tougher Sunday. Uh, he, I think he shot two under Sunday and one by three. So it definitely firmed up quite a bit. The sun came out, the rain stopped and uh, he held on to, I think he won by three shots. So and yeah, he was 20, 21 under um, and Emiliano Grio finished at 18. Mitchell's Yeah, pick. that's my boy. Shout um, out to Mitch plus 650 on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Well, and we kind of talked about him last week when I made that pick, but that dude at one point was like one considered one of the best ball strikers in the world. And right now he's like fighting for FedEx cup ranking and, and any sort of status. I think he seems like that dude. And we've all met like in the, in the golf industry, we've all met one. Uh, well, I'm talking more, I guess, playing guys. There's guys that maybe peak a little early and then they get really frustrated when they, they don't, quite get all the results they don't get all the wins and all the hardware and it seems like he just got very frustrated like oh here we go again type thing and somehow he made it seem like finishing second wasn't good enough and in reality he hasn't uh finished second in a tour event in quite some time so uh just kind of a weird weird dude but he stripes it i know he sucks at putting um i think he's in the top or he's like ranked between 180th and 200th in putting on tour. So he's not very good. And I can see why that would frustrate you because I know putting is one of the most frustrating things in the entire game of golf. So I don't blame him there. When you rolled into work today, I was fucking with my putter for about half an hour because I am, I'm playing a lot of golf right now and I am sick and tired of putting it like absolute cheeks. And so I lengthened my putter today, put a new grip on it. So we'll see, um, you know, we'll see what that does for me. But I do want to give a quick shout out to JT Poston because not only did he win this week, that dude is hotter than 7-Eleven coffee or RN because he fucking uh, last week finished second to Xander Schauffele at uh, TPC River Islands. Oh, damn. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so he is he is steaming right now. Is a, a top uh, solo second, and then a, and then a win back to back. So the top um, two and then a top one. Top top two, not two in the second <laughs> event. <laughs> straight two straight top, top two twos. Top the second one, not second. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, um, he, but they do call they do call him the postman. That's one um, of the best names in all of golf, for sure. And they also uh, call him the other JT, but actually hilarious. He he tweeted today he had a call with ESPN radio and they thought he was Justin Thomas. They thought Justin Thomas was coming on the show. So they oh introduced him as a two time major champion. <laughs> Are you shitting me? That's so no. bad. Oh, my what? God. I did not hear about that. That talk about like getting shriveled after you just won a PGA tour event and you go on the radio and they think it's somebody completely different. Oh yeah. I absolutely, but bo- absolutely hit. bodied by by the four letter there. Yeah. Talk about like catching a stray. That's just fucking, that's just flat out rude. Like those people Speak, should be fired. Speaking of catching a stray, how about in the hot dog eating contest? Huh? <laughs> fucking Phil Mickelson is taking it from everywhere. Yeah, the commentator, for those of you who didn't see it, 
the commentator was talking about Joey Chestnut eating hot dogs. And he said, like, Ben Hogan swinging a golf club or Phil Mickelson sitting at a blackjack table just comes so natural to him. Oh, (laughs) man, what a fucking comment. Oh, my God, dude, that was so all-time good. Like, you could tell he had that one teed up. He just had it in the back of his head. He's like, when Chestnut, he probably had it in his notes, like, when Chestnut makes the run here at, like, 30 seconds or 35 When Chestnut starts gobbling glizzies, we're in. I got this one on a fucking tee. This one's on a martini tee. This one's on a martini tee. This one ain't coming off. (laughs) He was holding that for so long. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, that was all-time good. And also, how about um, catching other things at the hot dog eating contest? Fucking Joey Chestnut's mid-hot dog sees a protester and, like, chokes him out with a fucking mouthful of some fucking glizzy. That was insane, dude. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, dude. Well, they they censor everything now so people don't see that because that's what that crazy psychopath wanted. Oh, but I I think it's hilarious. And I think they need to from they need to take that with stride and like promote that. <laughs> that not oh, only absolutely. is he like did he have to take like five seconds off of his domination 15th win at the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, but he choked out a protester mid mid bite to mid does he probably had two more, wieners in his throat and he's choking out another more american <laughs> is, there, is there anything more american than having a hot dog in your mouth choking out a protester at coney island and on top of it he was on fucking crutches i think he had a boot on his foot like, yeah he did he he waddled up be- there and fucking fucked them all that might be one of the greatest athletic feats of this century. Is Joey Chestnut the greatest athlete in American history? Your I thoughts? Think, uh, like, it makes me fucking physically ill watching them do this. Like, just absolutely yarfing. I think the grossest thing is when they get the buns all wet and just inhale, like, a soggy fucking bun. Oh, my God. Like, that just hurts me to watch, but... Uh, is there, yes, I think he's one of the best athletes in American history. Um, Tiger Just Woods. Just on a dominating Tiger Woods mid-2000s run. Yeah, Serena Williams, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Joey Chestnut, fucking print the t-shirts. Ever uh, since Kobayashi quit, man, he's just <laughs> dominating the sport. Dude, I will never forget Kobayashi's name. I don't even know his first fucking name, but if you know, if you've seen Step Brothers you know exactly why you'll never forget the name Kobayashi. Uh, Also, is there a better job in the world than fucking getting paid to eat? Like, if any of you know what I look like, you this is fucking something that's right in my alley. Maybe I'll start training. Maybe I... (laughs) Okay, well, what would you... Like, give me a few foods here. Like, because we saw... I saw some dude gargling lemonade. Like that was one oh, of the dude, things that absolute unit drank a <laughs> fucking gallon of lemonade in like 28 seconds real quick. Like, what do you think the fucking sugar contents is on that? Like 400 uh, le- grams of sugar at least buddy, like a uh, one cup of lemonade, I think is close to 30 or 40. I bet he could almost fly after that. And that dude weighed 400 pounds. So that's fucking saying something. He's, he's got those Boeing 737 wings under him. Fucking flying off after all that sugary like that was just insane and 
on top of it, I can only imagine like pink lemonade, the fucking heartburn. I'd be out of commission for like a week after all of that. Yeah. Um, so if you got into a food eating contest and for those of you guys that don't know, I am the Kiowa Fairgrounds 2000 and probably five ice cream eating champion. Remember I won that sick yeah. backpack back in the day. Did you cheat? I think no. you just, or did somebody did else I cheat? No, I think somebody, somebody else tried to cheat like fucking it's a food eating contest. Eat harder. Oh yeah. Didn't they try to make it like into a, they tried to make it into a, some sort of a smoothie, uh, ice, like, a, a yeah, they tried to meld it. They all tried to water it. it down. They tried to pull the Joey chestnut and water down their buns. And I just, that's exactly it right what it was. It. I, dude, my memory is fucking unmatched. It's, I don't know how you can touch this, but yeah, that I remember the fucking dude was like pouring water in the ice cream, like drinking it and talk about like a chest freeze. I wonder if your body can shut down from like a chest freeze. Oh, I've gotten there plenty of times. Every time I go to McDonald's and get a McFlurry. I'm talking about like cardiac arrest. Like when I drink a shake, like I feel like my life's ending. Yeah, it's like the. I think those are the uh, getting the wind knocked out of you and your first like chest freeze. You feel like it's over. Yeah, it's, and it's, getting it doesn't feel like something. You're getting yeah, it doesn't feel like something you recover from. No, like the, your life flashes before you. Um, well, so another pretty good job that I think, well, actually, let me throw out my, my top foods um, before we move on. Uh, what do you think I could eat fast? <laughs> Fucking vodka. Um, I think I think you'd be if they had like. I know vodka is uh, not a food for everybody out there listening. I just can drink it quickly. It's, it's the solid base of my food pyramid, probably. Um, vodka yeah um, it's it's potatoes are holding up my fucking food pyramid um i would say the that, starches like sandwiches i could eat just like jimmy john's like subs oh, i think yeah, i could fail those fuckers yeah i was gonna say more of like you seem like a guy that could eat a lot of chinese food you know like you, you just Dude, get orange chinese chicken food, yeah like oh lo mein the lo mein from panda express i think i could fucking eat my body weight and that shit it's so greasy though. It just hurts me. Like there's so many, my body hurts just me like, to look at that. My body just rejects half of what I take in and I still continue to eat it. So it's should end well for me. Um, what, what about you? What do you think you could eat quickly? Um, pickles. I, I could be, a, Oh yeah. I could go on a pickle run. Also Spencer uh, wouldn't even chew just fucking down the hatch. <laughs> Also, pho. I feel like I can eat a lot of pho. And I honestly feel like I'd be pretty salty in a sushi eating contest. Like, I, I every time we go to a sushi restaurant, it's the same scenario. We order too much, and then I feel like the need to put them down because I already ordered them. Are you talking I, like, about me and you or you and your wife? E- either one, whoever I go with. I always order probably four or five rolls for myself. Then I pick off whoever I'm with's rolls because I want to try it all. And then I just go on a massive gorge of myself the last 20 minutes before you leave the restaurant because I want to finish them and I want to waste it. I'm not a big waster. Dude, and sushi is one of those things for me where nothing sounds better and like looks better and smells better when I'm hungry. And then when I'm full, it makes me nauseous to look at it. Like I can't fucking get it out of my sight. Um, Well, so should we quit talking about food? Uh, I guess we can talk about some other golf. Oh, and this kind of segues into my tweet this weekend from our golf account. 
um, talking about great American jobs to have. So Pat Perez this weekend at the Live Golf Tour event in at Pumpkin Ridge in Oregon, uh, sick fucking course by the way. Um, he shot eighty the final day. I'm not sure what his three day total was because if you don't remember, Live only plays fifty four holes. Um, I don't. I'm not sure what his three day total was, but he shot eighty the last day and finished like thirty seventh or I don't know. And he made one hundred and fifty grand for that. And then also his team, I think, won the, the the team portion, which is the other live golf's claim to fame. And uh, he made another 750K off of that. So he made 900 grand shooting 80 on a Sunday. Now, how many millions of dudes do you think go out and shoot 80 on a Sunday and pay $200? And Pat Perez is fucking doing it and making 900 grand like, the discrepancy, the, the gap there is just fucking insane. Yeah. And going back to the John Deere classic. So JT Poston cleared about 1.3, just under 1.3. And then Bazudin Hoyt and Grio uh, and second place cleared 631. So he, uh, one in a, one and a half times what they did shooting 18 under at the John Deere classic, which real quick, uh, want to but uh, just button up the John Deere Classic. Shout out to Mitchell uh, for his DraftKings pick of the week with Emiliano Grio, top ten plus six fifty. Never a doubt after Friday night, and we do all our betting, and you should do all your betting, especially your golf betting, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's our favorite app to log in. There is so many different bets for golf, and especially now that major another major is coming up next week. Of course, we'll have a full preview of that. Uh, for you guys uh, coming out early next week because next week's going to be a twofer for the people. Two pods. Uh, we're going to do one early in the week, do a little quick preview of the Open Championship at St. Andrews. And then next Thursday night, the 14th, we have a Rhino Country Club night. So we're all going to be over at Rhino Country Club having some drinks, playing a little mini golf tournament, checking out the one of Denver's newest best spots. So make sure you're getting signed up for that over at the dnvr.com. Uh, but we do all our DraftKings or all our betting with DraftKings Sportsbook. And now that baseball is in full swing, we've got uh, basically just golf and baseball. You can't bet on, um, you know, you can toss your NBA future props out there with a little Nikola Jokic MVP third straight year. No big deal. Keep the change. Um, but they are basically all in on the golf bets and on the baseball bets and baseball, super fun to bet on. Um, uh, the Rockies are a very easy team to bet on when they're at 20th and Blake, you bet on them. If they're not, you bet against them. Um, but the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. There's so many different ways to bet on your favorite sports and DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 on your first bet, and if it doesn't win, you get another shot. So you're taking two punches at $1,000, which definitely worth it. You can get in all the action on baseball, golf, and MMA. Same game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, all the, the betting options they have for, draft, for you on DraftKings Sportsbook are endless. Uh, like you said, we're really excited about the Open Championship. We're going to talk a little bit about the Scottish Open, give you a few picks for that this coming week here um, as the players get ready for the Open Championship. Uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit about the Barbasol, the shaving uh, shaving cream championship of the world. 
But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR and make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to 1,000. That's right, one bean. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility requirements. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 20 or older. 21 or older, Colorado only. Uh, speaking of the Barbasol real quick, not necessarily the Barbasol, but Barbasol shaving cream is something you don't have to use when you're using Manscaped and the Lawnmower 4.0. Unfortunately, my playoff beard, well, unfortunately for me, fortunately for just everybody who has to look at me and all the comments that were made at work, at the golf course, blah, blah, blah. Uh, my playoff beard is gone and I got rid of that thing and made it look perfect and nice and trim now with my lawnmower 4.0 so head over to manscape.com and use our promo code bde and you're getting 20 percent off of anything you order so if you've got some issues going down down there it's hot it's summer you want to get those balls trimmed up make sure you're headed over to manscape.com and you're getting free shipping and 20 percent off with that promo code bde they have underwear they have testy toner they have ball deodorant all the different stuff including the weed whacker you can trim your nose you can trim your ears all the weird places you're starting to get hair i'm about to be 30 it's about to start coming out of who knows where so i'm going to make sure i'm always strapped up with my manscaped so head over to manscaped.com use that promo code bde and you're getting 20 percent off plus free shipping on any of their products all right um on to i just i just looked up joey chestnut's net worth and like what he makes a year. This is just shit that fascinates me. See, he only makes 10 grand for winning the hot dog eating contest. Man, which this is... guy's got it. That's that's kind of sad. But I mean, he's got he's probably got sponsors coming out the walls. Yeah, they said he makes anywhere between a quarter and a half a million dollars a year off sponsorship and um appearances and things like that. But goddamn, you'd think for oh god, I think I just short circuited. Um, you'd think guzzling that many glizzies, he'd fucking at least get paid like 25 grand. Cause that's like a national holiday, you know? Well, I mean, it's on the 4th of July, so it is a national holiday, but watching the hot dog eating contest, I feel like everybody does it. So, uh, I, I think per the ratings, they should, uh, look into maybe creating their own live golf league style of food eating contests and fucking broadcast it on YouTube. Broadcast that bitch on YouTube and pay Joey. Pay the man 100K. Yeah, pay, the pay, your, pay your mans. Um, but let's talk a little bit about some live golf tour quick. Uh, I'm not sure exactly who won. I'm not even sure exactly how it works. Uh, like if it, So I think an individual wins and then a team wins. Is that correct? Um, I know Carlos Ortiz was right up there. He was another dude that that came out of nowhere a few years ago. He played it in North Texas. He's from Mexico originally, uh, played it in North Texas, the mean green. For those of you who don't know the, uh, the fucking random ass mascots that we know. Um, I don't even know what the mean green is. I think it's like a horse, but anywho, he played it in North Texas. So not a huge golf school. And then he emerged on the PGA tour. I want to say three years ago, four years ago, maybe it's longer. It's probably longer than that. I'm just don't have a brain. Um, and then he, he struggled to keep his PGA tour card, went to the corn Ferry tour. I think he was back on the PGA tour and then he made the, the jump to the live. And I'm sure if he won this event, this he last didn't. week, it was, uh, Brennan grace. 
Oh, okay. Kyler Surtees got second. Um, and then the uh, Dustin Johnson-led team of the four aces, John, Dustin Johnson, Pat Perez, Patrick Reed, and Taylor Gooch, won the team competition 23 under, a full seven shots ahead of Stinger Golf Club. Reed picked up the slack for Johnson on a Sunday on a Saturday with five under 67. He tied his captain for third place in the individual portion. This is from the sporting news, sportingnews.com. Oh yeah. Okay. So that makes sense then. Um, another, some other shit on the live golf, just some random factoids and comments. Uh, Taylor Gooch was doing like a group interview with his team and he said, I've never, it, they were talking about the atmosphere and he said, I've never played in a Ryder cup or a president's cup, but I can't imagine it being better than this. Like he's like, this atmosphere is unlike any other. And it's like, dude, who's got like, is there a sniper in the trees with a fucking laser on your forehead? Like who's paying you to, I mean, uh, well, we know who's paying him to say that, but like, how can you with a, with a clear conscience, say that shit out loud and expect people to believe you. Like I was actually thinking when he said that, that every time somebody from the live tour says some stupid shit like that to try to prop it up, they owe every single viewer like $10. So people can continue to listen to this cockamamie ridiculous shit. And I'm not even a big like live tour hater, but let's just be real. Let's call a spade a spade. Everybody jump for the money. Um, Like Pat Perez finally came out he's like dude i've been on the road since 98 playing 40 45 weeks blah 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 and then billy horschel came out and he's like you don't have to play all those weeks but i mean getting paid just to show up who's who's gonna turn that down like uh i i personally wouldn't i can guarantee you that um but yeah just a interesting comment made by taylor gooch i think that was just fucking wild Um, another thing was about the live golf tour is their press conferences are like electric. Like, I think they let anyone in. I think we need to go like to a live golf event and start firing off some crazy questions. Like I saw somebody, I don't even know who it was, but Dustin Johnson was in this press conference and somebody asked him and it was obviously a joke, but it was fucking hilarious. Some dude goes, Hey, Dustin, do you know why my dad's love is conditional? And Dustin oh like looks my around. God. What, what did he say? He's like, I don't know. You got to ask your dad. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know if Dustin Johnson knows what the word conditional means. So that probably threw him for a loop also. But it seems like an absolute free for all at those conferences. So I think we need to uh, maybe make ourselves a part of that going forward. Yeah, we'll just hop in on a live golf tour press conference. I wouldn't mind that. Because, uh, you know, we are not big Jays, obviously not even close. Uh, the closest we've got to covering a tournament is just getting backstage and seeing uh, Rob Riggle at the par three challenge at the waste management. But I will say that that is kind of my speed is just to ask whatever comes to mind and be out of the box. And I do think overall that the live tour is, you know, they're starting to get bigger names and there's there's guys jumping every day. And like looking at that leaderboard, you know, to try to correct you on your um, your Carlos Ortiz rant before you got too deep down that hole and he didn't even win the tournament um, is uh, I know we're not big YouTube guys. So sorry. Um, well, shout so, out. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. And watch our YouTube. 
Speaking of but, YouTube, I think there was 110,000 people watching at one time. So that's pretty fucking good. That's really good. Yeah. And I will say like they have a chance early. Now there's been two events. Uh, they have a chance early to become something that people actually like tune in and not just for a spectacle. Like they have a chance to capture the people with certain things like the press conferences with certain things like allowing fans to do. There was an interview with a fan. And he's like, Oh, there's all this stuff you can't do at a PGA tour event that we can do here. Now I do think right now they're semi a laughing stock a little bit other than the players that are just raking in thousands of thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars. But, and even the caddies too. I saw a thing from a caddy that had like been on the PGA tour for 20 years. And now all of a sudden in two events, he's made this amount of money and he's pretty much set for his family and his life, which is awesome. But I do think that they have a chance to capture right now. Um, but also just the amount that the PGA tour and it, it, it's puppets. Uh, and I say that in not a bad way, like PGA tour is all of a sudden given this holier than thou scenario of, Oh, we're, we're a legitimate thing and this and that, and all the writers are backing them up, which they have to do. That's their job. They're getting paid by a certain entity to do a job. So I don't blame them one bit, but the, the fact of how much everybody's talking about it makes it something that that's what the live tour wants. It's a, they're the skip Bayless of the professional golf world in that they say idiotic things. They do idiotic things. There's people that, they, they and they may not even believe some of the things that they're doing will work or or are legitimate but so many people are talking about them good bad or indifferent that they're getting the clicks like it's just straight clickbait uh off all the quotes that the players are saying the quotes that the interviewers that are allowed in are asking um the 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 taylor gooch thing everybody killed him for it guess what how many how many people after justin thomas made a comment about that on his press conference went and watched what taylor gooch said it's views, it's clicks that they're, they're getting what they want. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like the old adage, any publicity is good publicity, no matter what. And I'm not going to lie. I did tune in for a little bit of the live um, golf. What was it? Thursday morning or maybe Friday morning. It was, yeah, it was Friday morning. Um, and the, the viewership is pretty electric, honestly. Like they, they don't go like more than 10 seconds between shots um, they are constantly showing everybody. And, and also the, the factor that everybody is on the course at one time definitely comes into play there. They can show way more shots at once. There's not as much blowhard commentary um, like there is with the other tours. So there is some good aspects. Like I think they are hitting on a few of the aspects of it. Uh, the whole team scenario, like they definitely need to get legitimized by the USGA, not, well, I guess the USGA and the, um, the RNA, you know, the world of golf, they need to be legitimized by to where you can earn, you know, major exemptions. You can earn other things like that, that will, uh, like world ranking points, stuff like that to where you're really going to convince guys and, um, want them to come over and participate in the live events versus, and I mean, a, a money grabs is great, you know, don't get me wrong, but uh, some of these guys still have an affinity to the PGA Tour. So I, I guess I don't blame them. And I think maybe a lot of that is sponsor driven too, where they don't want to piss off their sponsors 
and obviously that's where the majority of their money comes from. So if you have big enough sponsors and you weigh the options, you're like, well, they'd pay me this to go play a live or I could keep my sponsors and then not get dragged on the internet. Um, then I'm probably going to do that. So there is a select few guys that are on their soapbox about it and, you know, to each their own. Like I don't really blame anybody for doing it, not doing it. And last thing I would say is I mentioned it before, but pumpkin Ridge in Oregon. Um, oh yeah. There, this made, made me think of another tweet. Uh, so somebody else, I think it was a Daniel, I think it was Daniel Rappaport talking about how there hasn't been any major golf um, professional golf in Oregon in like the last four or five years. And there's legitimately an LPJ tour event there every single year. And so he got absolutely bodied on Twitter for that. Um, which is fair. Uh, definitely overthought it should have specified men's golf event. Um, but that was also pretty funny just to, to see him shove his foot royally in his mouth. Yeah, he was up there defending the PGA and then all of a sudden took the LPGA and just shoved him under the rug and all, and now he's got half of them back on his ass. And we all knew what he meant, but you got to be smarter when you're getting those tweet fingers out. You I will say, say one, the LPGA really handed him that L. <laughs> yeah, they they took the L off the PGA and handed it to Daniel Rappaport. <laughs> um, just the they're just there is a consumer class action lawsuit, though, against the PGA Tour um, for colluding with the DP World Tour and other entities to restrain competition from newcomer rival Live Golf Tour. So that'll be something interesting to watch. It's called, uh, apparently it's called Clayman versus PGA Tour at all in the 15th Judicial Circuit, Palm Beach County, Florida. Uh, this news just came out a couple hours ago. So very uh, news breaking for us and for you guys breaking. all listening. Breaking news. Breaking moves, uh, <laughs> but uh, the yeah, so there there will be some things coming out of this, and you never know. I mean, I I think to me to be legitimate, like the more I think about it, and to be for the PGA Tour to legitimately not allow these players to play in events, like they have to have like a like a serious reason for them like taking I don't even know like I'm not I didn't go to Boston Law School maybe we should ask your buddy Jake but like I feel like they have to have probable cause for the players actually doing something wrong which they will never have because the players aren't doing it it's their bosses and you're not like you shouldn't be held accountable for what your bosses do oh absolutely dude and um actually Ian Poulter just won uh I don't know if it was a lawsuit or a hearing or what but he was allowed entry into this upcoming week's Scottish Open um, after making the jump to live. So that was kind of a, a coup for the DP World Tour players and the PGA Tour players. Like the PGA Tour really doesn't have a foot to stand on by disallowing them to, to play. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make much sense. And they should like they're basically just trying to monopolize golf and that's the way it's been for years and years. And, and Greg Norman has made multiple efforts to do this throughout the years back in the nineties, stuff like that. And I think finally now he's got a backer with deep enough pockets to really give it a good run, you know, and, and with streaming and everything nowadays, it's definitely, it's never been a better time to give this a shot. Yeah. And uh, there is more coming out as far as, um, with the live tour 
versus the PGA Tour is now that the PGA Tour seems to have found uh, all this extra money, which is going to get sketchy for them because they're trying to compete with the Live Tour. And so there's been rumblings. Uh, I don't know the official numbers, but I believe there's, if I'm thinking correctly of what I read, there's going to be eight events next next calendar year. So 2022, um, or oh, Jesus, 2023. I don't even know what year it is. Every year it blends together, it seems like nowadays. But there's going to be like eight an eight-event series where they almost double the purses and the winners will be taking home like a little over $3 million. So all of a sudden the PGA Tour is like got this extra money and you're like, oh, where did that come from? Have you been paying Daniel Rappaport that for the last four years, you know, or something like that? It's a joke, obviously, but the concept is, is like now all of a sudden the PGA Tour is going to be able to pay out not live type of profits, but something to that effect where they're like trying to get these guys to not leave. And it's kind of like where, okay, thank, uh, thank you for doing this now after you've already got some competition. It's like that thing where, you know, you have like a great employee and they want to get hired somewhere else. And all of a sudden you find the money to pay him. You're like, Oh, yeah. they're like, Oh yeah. You're our records record setting profit years. I'm not making any more money. I'm switching to this company. Oh no, no wait, We'll keep you. And it's like, that's almost even a bigger fuck you. It's like, uh, yeah, well, you could have been doing this the whole time. As we can until then you leave and then we'll offer you more like, yeah, that's, it, it's definitely a shitty thing. And I wouldn't mind seeing the PGA tour get, uh, their comeuppance and Jay Monahan kind of get fucking thrown in a, a locker like uh, Roger Goodell and a few other of these commissioners have at some point or another. But um, I think that's enough live rambling. Should we move on to our uh, fireworks for this year's early PGA Tour season? Yeah, let's do it. We're almost halfway or we are halfway through the calendar year of 2022. Um, and going back to late last year of 2021 in this PGA tour season, just I talking about, like about, you know, two thirds the way through the PGA yeah. or about, or about a uh, four inches on a six inch glizzy into this PGA tour season. Only one major left. Super sad. I love the majors, but, uh, we do have a president's cup later in the year, right? Or a writer. Yeah. A president's ri- cup. I think a Ryder cup. No Ryder cups next year. Oh, shit. oh shit. You know. But uh, the uh, talking about the fireworks from this year, you know, fireworks are an American pastime. I, from my porch, could see about 100 different fireworks shows last night. No joke. One of my favorite uh, things about living in this apartment that I do and, and being up higher off the ground is I can pretty much see. I can see from South Colorado, almost Castle Rock area to all the way up to like Westminster, North Glen, all the, that way. And there was a bunch of different fireworks shows and they're all at different levels. So uh, cool thing to watch. I know there was, uh, there's always some scary, scary things that happen on 4th of July with fireworks. Of course, we got the Jason Pierre Paul incident. Um, actually, I got sent a news story today by my wife uh, that uh, there's some goats out by Spring Valley that are currently uh, the Valley of Funds got some goats on it. And then they, uh, successfully mitigated a forest fire basically because they were eating down all this grass and a, a fire started. Some kids started some fireworks out by the Valley of Fun, almost burned our clubhouse down. Not really. Was- Give the goats a Nobel Peace Prize for that shit. They're fucking, they don't even know what they're doing and they're saving the earth. Yeah, but they had these goats coming in and just hammering this grass and uh, there was a fire about to start and it ended up not starting because of the, the valiant effort of these goats work over the last couple Well, I months. think a fire did start. I don't think 
I mean, okay, it didn't continue. There's millions of fires about to start. If I went and got the lighter out of my drawer, I I could almost start a fire. Okay, well, it didn't get out of hand. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay, I'm just fucking with you. Well, um, so some PGA Tour fireworks so far this season. Um, there's been quite a few. I think Spencer mentioned that. But I would say my outside of live, which we just talked about, that's that, those are some big fireworks. Um, I'd say one of my biggest fireworks, because we were rooting for it so heartily, um, was Mito Pereira shitting his pants on the 18th hole at the the PGA Championship, um, blowing in the water. What do you make? Triple and uh subsequently not winning the event so subsequently those, I, I taking like those that are L. some serious fireworks and then i mean will zalator is competing and everything winning nothing those are those are like the most anti-fireworks shit ever until those you are like those little snake those are like those little snake fireworks that just go and then they just die dude i actually love those where they like, I grow do out, like where they grow out of themselves yeah those, they're just like a little pill and then they go and then they're, that's their growers not showers that, that's Will Zalatoris's season and also Mita Pereira's PGA Championship <laughs> currently. The little yeah. snakes. Um, yeah. Talking about some big bursters uh, that decide to go up <laughs> way up in the air burst? and then they, I don't know, I just made it up, but it's it's an accurate way to describe uh, some fireworks. My favorite fireworks are like the ones that they blow up big and then they come like down and you think it's over and then it just boom again. Like, the science behind fireworks is actually one of the most incredible things to me that they can put shit in a box, put a fucking wick on the top of it and, and know exactly what that's going to do. I actually would love to, if anybody out there knows a fireworks scientist, please hit us up. I will have them on because I am deeply interested. I may actually look up this stuff because how do you, how do you even remotely start that? Hey, this is going to blow in a big red circle and then this next little thing is going to be a white circle. And then there's going to be a blue, like, and, and it's going to be one, two, three. Like, this might be some of the most incredible technology on Earth. Yeah, I, I would have to think in my small pea brain that, like, uh, maybe it's like a disc, like a circular disc. And then there's fuses intertwined between what's supposed to explode and what doesn't. It. But, yeah, that's the curious thing is, like, when one explodes and then the same one explodes after. Like, how'd that shit not explode when the other thing exploded? Exactly. And how did they know that it was going to do that? Yeah, that's wild. Um, um, but Harry Higgs, uh, Harry Higgs at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, we were just a couple couple hundred feet away from those big old slanging teats uh, out, <laughs> out on the 16th green. Incredible stuff. But just because uh, the PGA Tour, hey, uh, just the, I just my brain just hatched an idea. PGA Tour wants to be more fun and get more viewers and compete with the Live Tour. Have more events like the Waste Management. Have them not be so serious. Have them be a little more fun. Have the fans be a little more interactive with the stuff. Guaranteed. Um, you know, Jay Monahan, give me a call. I got a few ideas for you. But well, that is widely known as one of the most fun tournaments of the year. People go not like how many people that don't care about golf will show up to like the Valspar. Not very few many. how many people that don't care about golf showed up to that waste management phoenix open everyone oh for sure well and i forget who came up with the idea but just have one hole at every single event that's considered the party hole 
and set up giant grandstands on a, you know, probably a par three set of giant grandstands, make it a theater type viewing and just let people party their asses off. Cause tell me how many 20 something say in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, wouldn't show up to go sit in the sun and get drunk while there's golf going on, um, in the middle of the summertime, they'd every day, I don't care where they're playing the event that would fill that hole would fill up every day. Um, so I forget whose event or whose idea that was, but it was a fucking good one. Cause I think that's, that's I think that much. was actually ours. <laughs> I think was that, that was actually was on that RK? No, ours, like our O U R S. Well, no, but I was thinking for RK had to sit. I, I remember we were talking about this with him, but, um, so some other fireworks back on the PGA tour subject that Spencer drug us off of, uh, another thing that, stuck out to me so far this season is Scotty Scheffler um, winning four times in two months. Really talk about bursting onto the scene. Talk about a big burster, Spencer. Yeah, um, that was a hell of a burster. He's having a burster type year. I don't know why when I say burster, I think of like, a, um, what, what were those things with the, the flavored um, not, Oh my God. In the yellow packages when we were little kids where you'd put it in your mouth and then it would like the juice would like burst in your mouth. Oh, gushers. Gushers. Yes. Goated, that... A goaded fruit <laughs> snack, by the way. Do those things even exist anymore? Did they everybody find out they were just fucking sugar in circular form? Oh, they're so good, though. Disguised as like gonna... a kid's lunch thing. I actually now that I think about it, there's there's no way those are. Th- I, I haven't seen a gusher in a long time. Yeah, I don't think those are a thing anymore. Um, but yeah, Scheffler just taking the PGA Tour by storm, and he still competed in a bunch of other events. Like it's getting to the point this this year now where you're you're more than likely seeing him on more leaderboards than you're not. And then he just has that pedigree now where he's won so much. It's like second uh, hat to him, so or old hat, second hat. My God. Um, <laughs> It's old second, hat to him. Second and hat. Second. <laughs> pop off that first hat, put on that second hat there, buddy. Uh, but he's just so used to winning now that anytime he competes, I think everybody's like, well, he's going to fucking win just because that's just what he's done this year. So uh, major pops to Scotty Scheffler as long as him and his girl can quit crying about all the, the diversity they've been through growing up at the, in the richest neighborhood in Dallas. And I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, adding on another burster how about our boy Harold Varner III Uh, never bet on him again he's on my blacklist but uh, making that eagle putt on the DP World Tour from like bombs away bursters away different (laughs) zip code was it 100 feet I think it was only like 60 but still making an eagle on the last hole to bury that dipshit Bubba Watson (laughs) Barry, he, he's going to go cry in the back of his candy store. That fucking yeah, he, he's going to, he's taking him out Peaky Blinder style and just burying him in the fucking fire. <laughs> Harold Varner's an electric factory. He is a firework himself. Yeah, he's, he's dope. Talk about like a blue collar, like grinder. That dude just gets after it. And yeah, especially the fact that like he's bald pretty much but he doesn't even like take it all the way home. It really gives him like that, that, um, that blue collar vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe we just need to send him a lawnmower 4.0, but for his head. Yeah. 
I mean, send him a manscape box. He's sticking to his roots, bro. He's he's like, now nah, I got all this money. <laughs> what what little roots he's got? Yeah, get some of those. Get some of those roots and put them on top of your head. Yeah, so. that was a hair comment. Chill. That was a hair comment. For those of you listening, that was absolutely we're not going there. Well, you also said you were blackballing Harold Varner's. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, black blacklisting. Blacklisting. I'm I've, sorry. I've blacklisted multiple players from multiple countries. And multiple, multiple uh, species, not species, races, ethnicities. Well, yeah, there we go. Multiple ethnicities. They're on my blacklist. Well, the other ironic thing is you're like Harold Varner one in like the Middle East and you're saying it was a real like bomb. Oh, man, dude. I just love the bomb out. (laughs) He bombed it out in Saudi. He bombed it out in the Saudi Arabia. Ended it with a bomb. Oh man, how amazing would that have been if the DP World Tour would have tweeted something like that? Like Harold Varner ends it with a bomb in Saudi Arabia. That's My why God. we don't have. That's why we only have our ha- our Twitter handle of a shit poster account. <laughs> Follow us at Big Drive Energy. Oh my God, dude, that's so bad. Um, well, let's let's move on. Yeah, we should probably wrap this up before we dig ourselves into too deep. Yeah, in my foot is going further and further down your throat and my throat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fairway or four from last week, we did a hockey themed one because of our Avs win the Stanley Cup. We are finally just getting unhung over. I think the uh, team is not. Uh, they've been seen benching the Stanley Cup outside the Cherry Cricket. Uh, Curtis McDermott taking a total dirt nap. With the cup right in his back into a table. Uh, That guy didn't play one minute in the Stanley Cup finals, and he's fucking going off. I love it. Big locker room guy. Big grit guy. Big glue guy for the team. Yeah. Uh, Brought him in to bring that that, uh, goon. He's the goon of the uh, avalanche. But we did have some votes, some uh, pretty hefty votes. And, uh, of course, with our mostly Colorado avalanche following – Call, I said the Colorado Avalanche have every right to do with whatever they want with the Stanley Cup. People are out here uh, given the holier than thou. That's the second time I've said that in this podcast. So that's a new record for me. You are, still have like 10 to go, but uh, that got 96% fairway. So people don't care about Ric Flair and Donald Trump, the, the guys that are keepers of the cup, what they think about it. Uh, the abs want it. So now they get to do with, with it, whatever they want. And yours, uh, the Lightning are the whiniest team in the NHL. Fairway, 76% for 24%. So um, make sure you're always checking those on Mondays after we do a pod with the Fairway or Four segment. Get your votes, and then we uh, get to recite them on the next pod. So we both were pretty fairway there, I, I think. Yeah, well, and shout out to our other buddy, Nick Mazzoni. Um, he's the Lightning fan, and he, he was just throwing a little more dash of the salt out in the comments section when we tweeted out last week's fairway or four, um, he said, y'all love us. And I was like, no, you guys just couldn't, couldn't quit bitching the entire Stanley cup of between the refs or the, um, the fucking penalties, this, that, the other injuries, you know, blah, blah, blah. As won the cup, fuck off. He stole some of that salt from John Cooper's cupboard. <laughs> yeah. Him and Coop hanging out drinking that fucking kool-aid together um so let's go ahead and hit our little uh july 4th edition of fairway or four spencer you want to hit it yeah um i i think the fact that people like get mad at other people for 
having a good time and setting off fireworks is a little lame. I'm just going to say it. Um, yeah, that's uh, like, uh, okay. There's, there's a line, there's a line, but I feel like everybody's like, so uh, I think this is already going bad. I don't even know if I'm going to put this on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, I just might get, I'm not going to get canceled for this because, but like just the people are like, Oh, my dogs, Oh, this like, sorry, dude, it's a, it's a holiday. You know what to expect every year. Like figure it out. Like let the people live. Like everything's just getting canceled. And I hate that. Like this is America. If people want to set off fireworks because it's tradition, then let them do it. If you want to eat 700 pounds of Turkey and sit and watch football on Thursday, uh, on Thanksgiving, I'm not going to, not going to hate you for it. Uh, granted there are fires and, and lives that could be, you know, in danger because of this, but I think overall safe practice, safe fireworks. Let me just say that, but I do kind of hate the, the Karens, if you will, that are out here like, Oh, I don't like these fireworks. I can't believe they're setting out fireworks. Did you do the fireworks? Come on. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree for the most part. Um, there was people in my neighborhood lighting off fireworks, um, and I just went to bed. I just drowned out the noise, went to bed. I don't have dogs or anything, so I wasn't super concerned. But this brings me to my fairway four, which is even more dumb than anything, is, is lighting, like, lighting fireworks during the day the dumbest thing you've ever heard of? Because there's people in my neighborhood doing it all fucking day. Like, who goes and spends hundreds of dollars on fireworks to light them off in the fucking sunlight. Like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I, I just can't get behind it. That's when the, when the sun goes down, go fucking crazy, but it's like going trick or treating when it's 10 AM. Like it just doesn't fucking compute. Yeah. The ghost can't come out when it's light out. Yeah. That's the point. That's the point. Yeah. That, that may be one of the dumber things I've ever heard. And I don't know if I've ever seen that, to be honest with you. I, I, I well, you uh, can't see him because it's light out. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know if I've ever witnessed. All you do, all you can do is hear him and blow your fingers off in the in the sunlight. I bet some of the moms are probably like, "Let's let them do it this afternoon, so the hospitals are still open when they fucking get around to it." Yeah, like, that's. Hey, maybe that's they're playing chess while everybody's out here playing chess. Galaxy brain, no fucking urgent care visit. You just go straight into the the everyday ER, and yeah. Fuck, get those puppies sewn back on i don't know i was listening i was listening to yeah it's pretty bad i was listening to the fire trucks last night just thinking oh my god these guys have to fucking hate this evening oh yeah they have a bad enough job and then it it's kind of one of those things where um oh god i was just about to go down a path that i shouldn't go down but it's not the fireworks fault it's the dumbasses using the fireworks that oh i know where you're going yeah. And that about wraps it up for this episode of me. <laughs> I'm not yeah, I mean fireworks themselves are are dangerous, but yeah, it, if you light them properly and shit, then and fucking get get out of the way, then yeah, you should be fine. Um but it's these dumbass drunk people running around fucking shooting bottle rockets at each other and lighting oh yeah, it was there was a minor league stadium that got like lit on fire. So that was pretty awesome. So that was pretty cool. Love they were that. like minor league fire or minor league baseball, minor league fireworks. And it was just fucking like left, <laughs> left centers just fucking engulfed in flames. You ain't getting Hall of Fame fireworks from a minor league team. 
that actually relates to a Mac Miller song that I was listening to in the car today. A little oh, different wow. lyrics, a little different lyrics in the Mac song than minor league fireworks um, okay. or hall of fame, hall of fame fireworks and minor league team. But you can go look that up for yourself. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. hundred percent. That was a good one too. Uh, this episode was just filled with a bunch of underlying great comments that hopefully didn't go over anybody's head, but we are going to uh, peace out for this week. Uh, next week we do have some people lined up or maybe not the next week, but the following week uh, look for those two pods next week. One from Rhino country club on Thursday, one uh, previewing the open championship. That'll probably come out Wednesday, uh, hopefully Wednesday morning. So you can listen to that, get our picks, um, enjoy the Scottish open this weekend. Enjoy the Barbasol championship, two different, two different tournaments, a little bigger field, of course, in the Scottish open, a little smaller field, uh, not as, stacked in the Barbasol championship, but one of those cool weekends where it gives somebody a chance to win on the PGA tour that may not really come close otherwise. So enjoy the golf this weekend. Hopefully you're not too hungover from the 4th of July. We will talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.